Gol de Chupete. Esa bala muy larga. Esa bala para Chupete. Gol de Chupete. Gol de Chupete. Centro largo. La pelota peinada. Deflected. Manda el centro. Alvin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rayalos Ninja Podcast. I'm your host, Eduardo Razo, and joining me again is Patrick Mihan and Rompas. And along with these two, uh, if you're familiar with Rayalos Twitter or, or just uh, that social media part of the of the supporter group, you will know who's uh, Lennart, uh, his uh, username. If, if, if you don't know who he is, you've probably seen all his graphic designs of the of the kits and other uh, edits uh, that 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 you know circulate through Twitter. Uh, first, uh, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, talk about just uh, how you got into graphic design and and just having some of these uh, you know posts go viral. Uh, even though I know some of the, the media outlets don't give you the credit. Hi, everyone. My name is Leonardo, and my username is Leonardo Herrera. For those who don't know me, um, I started designing like in 20, 2012 year, something like that, like uh, eight years ago. And that's it. That <laughs> It doesn't have... Too much science. I learned all on my own because I I didn't have go to something like a graphic design school or something like that. That's that's only by me. All right. So guys, let's talk about the defense. I know Leonardo wanted to come on to talk to defense because that's that's the position that's more than likely gonna need a lot of or you know spending or a good portion of the transfer budget. I know I told you guys uh, if you had 27 million to spend, how much would you spend and on who? Because I'm I'm just basing the 27 uh, million off the FIFA game. Uh, that's the budget that they give Monterrey in, in the you know in the in the manager mode or whatever. So b- before we get into that, let's let's talk about the defense in general. Uh, this past calendar year, obviously, uh, it le- you know they help they help lead um, the squad to a to a uh, league title. Um, but it's getting old. It's really really old. The average age of the defense is 29 years old, and if you take out Cesar Mon- this i don't know how old it would be but it would be really really old a lot of the key players um are over 30 or close to 30 uh cesar, cesar montes i think it's 23 stefan medina is 27 and daniel para who i'll add in just because he's been playing consistently uh pretty young player but the rest nico sanchez uh Vagnoni, basanta uh layun all guys over 30 uh so pat i'll start off with you and then we'll make our way around um, I don't know who you want to start with, but just go ahead. I'll 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 let you have the floor. Who 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 do you, who's um 
who do you who do you want to start with uh, when you talk about the Monterrey defense? Um, well, uh, first of all, like uh, for that budget, the twenty-seven million, and if I had to spend all of it, I would spend the majority on defense because of that exactly. Yeah. Because of a lot of uh, a lot of the positions need renovating, left back, and the two center uh, center backs also. Well, not the two, but two of them at least. Need yeah, center backs. I uh, need the, you know, uh, rejuvenation. Uh, Cesar Montes will be there. You need his companion to be a little younger. That's where Sebastián Vegas was going to come into place. Of course, we'll talk about it a little bit more in a lot in a in a little while. But uh, that's that's one for sure. Especially when Cesar Montes is out uh, a lot because he likes to get injured. Yeah. And then also the left back position. Bagnoni is there. He's old. He's very. I, I don't find him very reliable. I love him. He's amazing. He he gives us that fire that that we need. Those um, we talked about about this a lot. Uh, that that um, that South American way of playing, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the young guy, and then you have Parra there to replace him, which is like a. Uh, polar opposites, you know, very experienced player and then one that's barely even getting started. So maybe you need somebody that's a little bit more stable in the middle of those two. Uh, and then the right back position, of course, Stefan Medina, one of the best in the continent, uh, definitely the best in Liga MX, uh, with his flaws, of course, because he's not playing for Barcelona, Real Madrid. He's playing, you know, in the Mexican league, but still, you know, a very reliable right back. Which I think, uh, if he needs anything, it's uh, a young guy behind him, and that's I think Edson Gutierrez is behind mm-hmm. him, so he's yeah. not there. So you know, uh, well, that's that's my thing. Uh, two center backs, one left back, but the majority of the budget going into defense. Yeah, um, let's start first, Pat, uh, and then we'll we'll make our way around. Uh, Who's who's leaving and who's going? Uh, because I think it's it's pretty clear who's who's leaving. Uh, obviously, contracts are going to be up at at the end of whenever the season is concluded or if it's canceled. Uh, but along with who's leaving and who's going, um, what do you make of this defense uh, over the last uh, calendar year? Yeah. So, and we should talk about this whole thing. Like, if everything was normal, if we've got, we're gonna have the summer transfer window normal, like always. Of course, with this whole thing, we don't know what's going on or what's going to happen. But let's talk about like it if it was all normal. If we have the summer transfer window ready. So for me, Basanta has to go. Uh, Nico Sanchez has still got a couple of years to go and he still wants to work. He says he's in his physical peak, which is also something that a lot of this old players say just to kind of remain there. Um, but that's somebody that's got to get replaced. Banquioni's got to get replaced. He's probably going to go back south, uh, or at least that w- that's what Rayal should do. Uh, they, Even though... I find it hard that they're going to re- uh, at least not replace, but let go Nico Sanchez or Bagioni just because Rayos is very difficult uh, when they, when it comes to letting go some of these big names. You know, Nico Sanchez, obviously a well-loved uh, player in Monterrey. If you let him go, a lot of people will get mad, even though sporting-wise, he needs to go. Uh, the same with Bagioni. Uh, 
because at the end of the day, you're gonna have, you're gonna have what happens to Basanta. Uh, Basanta's last years with uh, Monterrey, uh, he hasn't turned obviously into a villain because everything has been fine. But uh, he's just not being represented like he was when he was at his prime. So, um, in general, the, our defense hasn't been great in the last few years, especially when Layung was at right back and Stefan Mena had to be like sacrificed in another position or not play because Layung wasn't great defensively. Nico Sanchez has a lot of these mistakes. He risks a lot. And then uh, Cesar Montes some, uh, was inconsistent for a while. Then he got his foot back. And then the left-back position with Gallardo and Mangioni being like uh, altered. Sometimes Gallardo was the left-back, uh, which made a, which left a lot of holes in the back because Gallardo likes to go up. And then when Mangioni was the left-back, uh, you know, um, he's older. A lot of things went through him. Plus, uh, he has a little bit of trouble with temper and uh, he kind of loses his uh, step uh, sometimes. So it has been super inconsistent, at least in the last year. And then that all folded down to this year when the tournament started where we were just horrible defensively. We let uh, like two goals a game um, go through. So, yeah, just a bad, bad overall, I, I would say, year for the defense. Definitely our worst, our worst yeah. line in the yeah. team. Yeah, no, it, it, if this uh, close to us showed anything, it's that this team should have spent a, a good amount amount of money on on the fence not just not just in the winter transfer window but i mean have some young players coming in over the summer like this past summer they should have had i mean as a sporting director as you know management you, you gotta start, you gotta see these things coming you know you have a lot of players that are in their 30s and once you have players in their 30s that's when their bodies can start breaking down especially if they're not taking care of themselves properly you know eating right working out etc etc but Rompas, I, I want to talk about Cesar Montes. Do you think he can be the guy that can anchor this defense? Because obviously he's the one with a lot of potential. Uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think, you know, health-wise, if he can stay healthy, obviously we're, we're, we're speaking mm-hmm. hypothetically. But if he, can t- he, if he can stay healthy, what are your expectations for him going forward? Well, I think that the key being that Exactly that. Um, if if this is a big if, if is he's healthy, he is gonna be one of the most important players uh, in the defense because he he was formed here in the club. Uh, he has trophies already. Uh, he has accolades to to accompany his his career. Uh, but the thing is that he's going to need, as any youngster, he's going to need somebody uh, with the experience to to guide him. Uh, because if we remember the the, the Busetich era, which was uh, the, the time that we were winning trophy after trophy, we have young players like Iramir, and then you had Basanta, who was already... Uh, uh, experience, or even Davino was playing there. He had a lot more experience. So you want to get that type of combination, right? You want to you wanna have Cesar Montes, who's uh, the youngest uh, out of all the, the center backs. I, and maybe you can keep Nico, which I don't recommend, but, but you can keep him because he, he would be the experienced one. But you have to bring somebody in between. Meaning that a guy that has experience, but that's 
at least 26, 27 at, at most, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, because you, you want to have that that uh, balance, in your, especially in the center back position. Uh, but yeah, I, I really th think that if Montes is playing, he is a great player. Uh, he had a great run before the first injury that, that kept him out. Like I think it was months that he was out the first time that he got injured. And then he just like he he, get, he got back and he just likes to get hit in the head. So you have to, <laughs> you have to take that into consideration because he's not gonna be playing uh, the, all the matches because mm -hmm. because of his his uh, stature his his height uh, a lot of a lot of players when there's corners they they just go for his head and that that's the way to stop him. But uh, that, that, it is what it is. I mean, if he's healthy, I, I really think that I'm convinced, actually, that he's going to be uh, a key player. Uh, so let's transition over to right back. Uh, Leonard, um, Stefan Medina is obviously, that's his position. He shouldn't go anywhere. Um, but what I have always thought about, and I want to get your opinion on this, uh, if um, if Montes isn't ready to, you know, be, just because I associate center backs with being the leaders of the team, uh, obviously we've all seen great center backs captain their squads. But can you can just um, can you like picture maybe Stefan Medina wearing the captain and how far has he come being probably like Pat said the best right back in all of Mexico and and one of the top right backs um in all of latin america i mean last year they had a poll uh, i'm not sure which media outlet but you know they had stefan medina with danny alves um and another and other two um you know that that were you know in in, in that discussion but what do you make of stefan medina and if uh pavon isn't here and if nico sanchez becomes more of a part-time player uh do you think he can wear you know the armband Yeah, uh, I think that Stefan Medina has a the he can be the the captain of the team. He has a lot of years here in Monterrey, and yeah, why not? He he has some great character. He has ability, and the people love him. Definitely, the people love him. We will love his performance here in Monterrey. Like I don't know the the final against like America was great. We when when he get back to the right back position, I think that yeah, he's he's ready for being the captain of the team. Um, maybe in like one year, two years, because I think that Pavon and, and Nico Sanchez still have have a lot uh, like two years here in Monterrey. But yeah, he definitely he should become the the first captain in the team. Do Do you think he'll leave? Because his contract isn't up till 2021, um, I think uh, December 31st, 2021, uh, and he's 27. He's not that old to be like not thinking about Europe. Uh, I, I know it's you know once you're in your late 20s, it's kind of hard to picture someone leaving for Europe. Um, but I mean, I, I we saw uh, Dario Benedetto leave for France, uh, so it is possible. But do you think Medina? ends up staying here long-term, seeing out his contract and probably extending it? 
or do you see like him leaving in the future, whether it's uh, back to South America or maybe he's enticed by MLS? Well, I think that Stefan Merina leaving Monterrey depends a lot of his performance on the national team in Colombia. If he plays good with Colombia, he probably is going to be called by a, a, a team on Europe. But yeah, it, probably he is going to stay because um, I don't know. He has, I think the, he has a good life here. Like I said, the people love him. We, if, if we, we come to, to great, to, to sign great players, I think that she will be, he will be more convinced to, to, to stay here in Monterey to keep winning titles and to keep fighting titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody would agree with that. Everybody wants to, to see him stick around long term and, uh, you know, probably finish out the rest of his prime years here. Uh, Obviously, that would involve a contract extension, so we'll see where, where that goes. But, Pat, I, I think I just want to let you chime in on this because you and probably Jess are like the fan club leaders of Stefan Medina. So um, do you see him possibly leaving in the, in the future, or do you think eventually you know, the club will, will extend his contract? Uh, yeah, uh, I'll gladly take that role as the president of the fan club with Jess, for sure. <laughs> but um, no, he's he's great. I think uh, the age might play a factor on, on him not leaving to Europe. Maybe because uh, they'll not, you know, um, uh, get rid of uh, of. Uh, well, I don't know if he's a, if he has a, a European passport, which that will help a lot for him. I know that helped at least for Santi Arias in Atlético Madrid. Uh, which is hard for you know a team to give up that spot for a defender or a right back in this case. Like it's obviously for a goalkeeper, and uh, they'll most likely spend that space for a attacking player. But um, uh, maybe in a lower team for sure, where he can actually be for um, a lot of help and uh, where he can get a lot of minutes, they can gladly take him. It's just that uh, whether he one wants to go. Uh, two of Monterey can tie him up and then three on his performances. I think he has a level, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, it's hard. It's a hard age to go to Europe being a defender, especially with times that are coming now of who knows what the transfer window will look like. But he has a talent. I just don't think he'll actually end up going to Europe. Uh, I can see him leaving Monterey. I don't know if he's absolutely in love with everything. It seems like he is. But I can see him leaving and uh, I can see him going somewhere else. I, I, we obviously don't want him and Monterey will probably don't want that either. And we try to, you know, kind of kind of tie him up here or mm-hmm. in Monterey. Uh, yeah, I think um, everybody would, would want to see him tied up and, and, like I said, spend the rest of his prime years. I think he probably has like maybe four more years where you can say, yeah, he's playing at an elite level uh, just because once you're in your 30s, it all depends on how you train and, and all that stuff. But, guys, before we we finally, I, I think people would want to hear like our transfer targets, et cetera, et cetera. But before we get to that, I kind of want to ask you guys, uh, do you think they should play through? I know I think I'm not. I think it was the um, the America game in the regular season. This uh, this Clausura where they played like with three center backs. Uh, I'll start with Pat. What 
you know, don't give me a formation, but do you want to play with two or three center backs um, uh, going forward? How how do you want to see it? Obviously, it, it would involve who they bring in because if they bring in two starters, uh, it would be tempting to play with three at the back. Uh, but you know, for you personally and, and your own, in your own opinion, uh, do you see this team playing with three at the back or just rotating? You know, two center backs. Uh, that's a good question. Like you said, it depends on who the wing backs are. I think if you're going to have Stefan Medina starting, I don't think we should go with three center backs. At least, or even, or you are, if you're kind of considering Stefan Medina and that three center backs on the right side. I wouldn't do so, especially seeing the players we have. But Because if you do go to that five aside, I would play with Gallardo on the left, but being obviously more attacking. And then the three center backs with whoever ends up coming obviously Cesar Montes is there and I'm going to include Nico Sanchez and then another center back uh, which can be Stefan Medina on the right side and then on the very right uh, you can have Miguel Ayun being more of a attacking right midfielder in this case where he excels a little bit more and we where we've seen him better this year really but uh, yeah it just depends on the players but uh, it's not a bad idea I mean uh, it's hard to say now, but looking at the players we do have, I can see that working out for sure, especially mm-hmm. with Turco. Uh, he likes that, and uh, it's, it's, it's not a bad idea to, to see it again. But yeah, that would be kind of like the, with the names that we have right now, that would be kind of like the, the idea that I would, that would, I would propose. Uh, Rompas, uh, what do you prefer, having them play three at the back or, or rotating two center backs uh, in those two positions? Ah, uh, rot- rotating. I I really don't like the, the three on the back because you're missing uh, Medina from his best position. So the only the only player that you have at the moment that is above the 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 average uh, of of players in their own position is is Medina. Because at the moment, Nico Sanchez is not on the top three. Uh, Basanta obviously is not. But Johnny is not, even though I get a lot of hate for that. He is not. So the only the only player that you have that is it's really good in his position is Medina. And if you play three center backs, you're missing that chance. And uh, Medina, what I like um, the most about him is his understanding of the game when he attacks as well. Because remember that. He is capable of doing some crosses that I haven't seen in a while, in a, in especially in a, in, a, in a defender. Yeah, uh, you, if you go back and look at that America game uh, in the in the Clausura, just the regular season, the one that 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 you know is, is stopped, you could see him just being more involved with like his crosses yeah. were on point. Exactly, and and he he got to a point where he really understood Pavon. Who, who he was playing with alongside of him. So you don't want to miss that uh, because it's easier to get, uh, I don't know, Maxi Mesa to play instead of Pavon than to have Medina out of the game. And if you have Medina on the center back position, I'm not saying that he's going to do it bad, but I'm saying that he's not going to be as good as on the right back position. So I would definitely prefer to bring at least one center back that has a lot of weight and then 
just rotate uh, the, the ones that you have, which is going to be Nico and, and Montes and whoever it is, and, and leave Stefan on the right side. But again, one thing that Pat mentioned that it, it is true is that Turco likes to play with five uh, defenders, so to speak, three, three center backs and, and two uh, more, more on the offensive side, uh, uh, even on the left and the right, whether it's Gallardo, Layun, whoever it is, he does like to play like that. And whenever he has played like that, just a quick uh, note, when he has played like that against Tigres, he already, he has won pretty much every game. The ones that he did it was when we lost, which was the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard, uh, what do you think? Do you think it's, you know, what's your opinion? Do you want to see this, you know, the squad going forward playing with three center backs or, or rotating two? Well, I definitely prefer playing with with two center backs, uh, but that that kind of formation depends if of the departures that the team is is gonna have in summer or whenever the transfer season is going to be. But yeah, uh, by now I prefer two center backs. But if we lose like an Carlos Rodriguez or another midfielder, uh, I will prefer to play three center backs mm-hmm. and get the 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 left back and the right back to to make uh, like more more attacking careers, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that's the panel of of the squad we're going to have probably next season. But by now, I prefer to two center backs, just Nick on. Ancestor. Okay. Uh, okay, guys. Let's uh, let's get into what probably most people want to hear is it's the the transfer talk. Um, like I said, twenty seven million just because that's what FIFA you know gives Monterrey in, in, in the in the video game. Pat, I'll I'll start off with you. Give me uh, uh the amount of money that you would want to see you know or or spent. You know the the amount of money you want to see spent um, of that budget, and then start providing me with the list of players um, that you would want to see uh, targeted, and, and you think would be you know would fit uh, you know under that budget, and and you know it's players that you know you can realistically see coming. Yeah. Um, well, for for. First, I wanted, uh, obviously, not to sell Johan Vasquez. When they did, I wanted for them to bring in Vegas. They didn't. Uh, so those are my first two names. Johan Vasquez needs to come back. <laughs> he should have never left, especially not being sold. That was a weird one. That was a really, really weird one, especially now when the, we were struggling for minutes. Uh, we, had, we didn't have any youngsters to give minutes to. And obviously, Johan Vasquez would have been great there instead of, I don't know, Basanta. That's just my opinion, obviously, because and not just because um, I like him, but he's killing it with Pumas. So that's the first one. We bring back Johan Vasquez, whatever the co- the, co- the cost. It's just a no-brainer. And then uh, Vegas. Vegas, I think, would be a good one. He's like in the middle of uh, youth and experience. I like what I see. I like. I've liked what I've seen. I remember when he was, you know, starting to sound a lot to come to Monterey. Obviously, I wanted to study him and see what kind of defender he was. And he has a little bit of the, um, 
things I like about Cesar Montes with the with uh, with his passes. I like I love Cesar Montes' long balls and uh, uh, the way he's able to come out of of the defense with uh, the ball pretty much in control. And Vegas can do that as well. So I like that. And that's a defender I like. It's realistic. It's there up for grabs. Uh, those two, and then. If I if I had to stretch it out a little bit more, I would try to find out what's up with Nestor Araujo, just because he's uh, arguably, you know, one of the best Mexican central defenders they have, or Mexico has. Uh, he's in Europe, yeah. He'll probably want to stay. I guess you can convince him with um, with money because he has minutes also in Europe. So that that's going to be a tough one. If I want to go with a Mexican national team caliber. There's the easy one, which is Hector Moreno. I would definitely, I would definitely like if you have that opportunity. I would definitely take it. He'll give us a year for sure uh, with with some good quality. Obviously, that's not a signing to protect anything, but that's will be more signing to have more Mexicans, have not even just Mexicans, but like top notch Mexicans, like uh, Layun level. You know, where it's he's a known. Not worldwide, but in this market that we live in, uh, it's a big name. And I also like that a little bit, to get those type of players. Um, so those are four options. Uh, yeah. So, so when, I look at, like, when I look at how much you kind of, like, I, I didn't add anything up, but it looks like most of these players will cost, I mean, no. obviously, they're not going to go all of them, but they're all but, probably uh, going to be under ten million. All of them, but, not, uh, maybe at least two of them will call, will be under all of them. But because uh, uh, the most saying, expensive, I'm not saying by the four of them. I'm saying yeah, no, no. I'm saying yeah, them, no, no. And then yeah. the other one, try with Nestor Araujo, and if you can't, then go with Hector Moreno. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, I get what you're saying, but like uh, Vasquez is worth around a million dollars. Uh, Vega is worth around three to four million dollars, and Araujo is worth around, I think, let me double check, I think three million dollars. Um, uh, no, no, my, my mistake, it's a six million, so he would be the most expensive. Araujo would probably be the most expensive out of if you were to try to buy all those three, but probably you know, with 10 12 million, you could do you could buy all those three, all those three players, and beef up your back line. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'll ask this, uh, out of those three, um, uh, obviously I'll, I don't think all of them would come maybe, but out of those three, which two would you, would you really want and how would your back four look like? Uh, well, the, the number one for me there is, uh, Johan Vasquez. That's the number one. It's not really whether it's ta- obviously Nestor Araujo and Johan Vasquez. You can't really compare, but there I see it more as a you know a guy from the house. If you give people that love the colors some minutes, it doesn't get any better than that, really. And uh, Monterrey is a perfect example of that. Uh, so that's my Johan Vasquez choice, and then. Um, it, I didn't even mention a left back. I would bring a left, bring in a left back. But uh, whoever is in left back, Johan Vasquez, Cesar Montes, and then Stefan Medina. I think so. Uh, uh, Vegas, if he comes, he'll be part of the rotation. 
Uh, and obviously, if Neto Araujo comes or Hector Moreno comes, they'll be starters uh, in front of in front of Johan Vasquez. Uh, but there's got to be rotation. There's got to be rotation, especially with um, with what we've seen this past year, where where the defense just doesn't get ni- full ninety minutes of good football every week. Like uh, it just depends. It, it it seems like they have to make some. A bunch of mistakes for them to finally correct it, and then when they correct it, they only correct it for one week, and they're back in their in, in their regular self. So, I think rotation is key, but not because you're playing every three games, just because you need rotation, especially with these players. Uh, I'm not 100% confident still in this defense, and if we bring this this good little roster of add-ins with the uh, with the center back, especially with Hector Moreno being older. You would have to rotate a lot, and uh, I think you could get into a little good rhythm of uh, your defense being very healthy and very good at the same time. Um, but I would still put him the same way. I I do prefer left back, right back, and two center backs. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Turco prefers it like the other way we said it, those three absolutely fit perfectly. In that line, especially with all of them being left lefties, uh, you can have one of the lefties on the left side, one of the lefties in the middle, and Cesar Montes in the right, or you know, however you prefer it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they all fit perfectly, especially not also with that, but with uh, the rest of the players. I think with uh, how they play, what they try to do when they have the ball, when Turco knows how to get the best of them. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Rompas, uh, how much of the transfer budget would you be willing to spend on defense? And what are some names that realistically you can see coming here? Aside of Balotelli, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Um, Well, I have like a a realistic, uh, so to speak, list, which is... uh, more more of on the on the safe side let's say players that are, are we are able to bring which for instance alan franco from independiente he's young he's 23 uh, i think he's around three million uh so he he's one of those players that it's, it's, it's a bit right uh it's, he's young but he has that south american style that that we need at the moment um Alongside with him, it's uh, Victor Cuesta, also Argentinian, uh, around the same amount of money. And, and obviously, Sebastián Vega. Uh, those are the three that I consider to be the, the more realistic, not to bring the three of them, but at least one. Whoever of those three you bring, I, I'm, I'm okay with, because, again, you already have Nico Sanchez here, who's going to be... Uh, the experienced guy, and for the the three that I mentioned are on on, on 23, 26 at most uh, of age. So you have that that uh, uh kind of in in between ages. Uh, you can have the the experienced guy and also the youngster with Montes, and somebody who has a uh, uh, a bit more of of that gene that that. That Montes doesn't have that it's just basically the South American way of playing the, the that position in particular. Um, those are the three 
I have one that I don't think he's going to come, uh, which is Walter Kahneman. Uh, he's, I think, he's with uh, Gremio, I think. He's almost $8 million, uh, but that's the type of player that you want. He's, uh, I think he's 29, something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, he's 29. Uh, he, he, first, he's really good, first. <laughs> uh, second of all, he's on that age where he can give you easily three years of top, top soccer. Uh, so that would be kind of my, my reach would be that one. Uh, but because uh, Hector Moreno, I don't think he's going to come, uh, at least not soon enough. Araujo, he's young, so he he's used to be to to play to be playing in in lower uh, table teams in Europe. So he's he doesn't have that urge really to come back. That's why I didn't mention those two. And uh, just to to talk a little bit about what Pat Pat was saying. Um, I, I, I'm I not a big fan of Johan Vasquez. Um, let me tell you why. Because Alonso had him and didn't use him. Then Mohamed had him and even sold him. So those are two really good coaches with a lot of experience that didn't saw whatever it is that, that a lot of people are seeing in, in Johan Vasquez when he's playing in Pumas. We talked about this yesterday. It's easier. Even Johan Basket said it's easier to play in a, in a place where where you don't have the pressure. Um, I I don't see him being the the solution at least. Um, yeah, he he's Mexican, he's young. We already have Cesar Montes to cover that stereotype, right? Oh. So so that 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 is just one thing that I wanted to comment. But yeah, those are my 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 three. Hopefully. Walter could come. Um, I would be amazed, but I'm I'm just settling with whoever of those three that they bring. Yeah, uh, Leonard. Um, who are how much of the of the transfer budget would you want to see the club spend on defense? And give me uh, some realistic targets that you would like to see, you know, the club go after in the whenever the window opens, whether it's in the summer or, or early fall. Well, uh, I would like to the club to spend the most of money that they have in on on defenders, on center backs, and maybe not just much, but. Uh, like one or two center backs that are good, but for a for a great amount that will be great. My choose to to come here to Monterrey is Luis Abram from Bella Sarfield. He's Peruvian. He's fourteen years old. No, 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 no. He's thirty four years old. Sorry. He he has a lot of. Uh, he comes great from from like. Heading and something like that. He has a he has good anticipation in the in the in the defense defense player and yeah he's he's great. He's also uh, been called for the national team of Peru. We always look for all the like Argentina players, uh, Chilean players. Yeah, why not try something new, something 
for Peru, something that is one player that is just um, he plays a lot with the national team, a national team that went to the last final of Copa America. So that's will, that will be my pick, my first pick, Luis Abram from Bella Starfield. And uh, I definitely go to, to Johan Vasquez. He, he's a young player. He will give us minutes of that jolt rule. And the last one that I will bring to Monterrey is probably Dr. Moreno because he has a lot of career in in Europe, he's one of the, he's probably the, the best defender of Mexico in the last, I don't know, five years, six years, something like that, when, when Marquez became to, to play back. But yeah, I, I, I will definitely try to, to sign Hector Moreno because of all the experience that he has. And yeah, that, that will be my, my third pick. So, uh, no, go ahead. Uh, so, probably I will spend like 20 million with that signings. Yeah, like 20 million, something like that. And, guys, uh, I think for me, for the, the list that I uh, put together, um, I was trying to factor in age and then. Just like that background, like Ronpas was saying, you, you want to, or and and Leonard are saying, like you got to have someone that 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 has that experience playing for or in big matches where they at least show that they're they're not afraid of the moment. And I know a lot of people are circling this name, but I, I'm gonna go with um uh one of them is uh, Ramiro Funes Mori. Uh, I'm still living on that dream. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, another one that, uh, or one that Rompa said, uh, Alan Franco from Independiente, and, and the last one is more of a dream. That I, I mean, I, he's not that expensive, uh, but uh, Sebastian Coates uh, from from Sporting, uh, but that that uh, dream was kind of shot down uh, because uh, more than likely Lazio is is in on him but those are the three names that i was like okay uh th- those those three names that 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 i was looking at and then i i was looking at Walter uh, uh from gremio and, and luis abram those are those look like really good options and then obviously johan vasquez is another one that people were also saying um on um, when i tweeted that out uh i know one name uh some people were saying um I don't think this one would have happened, but um, River is uh, Martinez Cuarta, uh, um, 23 years old, but uh, at the rate he's playing or at the rate he's going, it's more than likely he's going to go to Europe. So uh, I don't think that one's going to be an option. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, a lot of reasonable names, uh, a lot of good names. But Pat, I'll, I'll go out with you. Um, uh, what, what's one thing you want to see from this defense for the apertura of 2020. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, what's going, whatever's going on, what's wrong because they're, they're quality players. I just feel like there's some sort of misconnection there for some reason, which is weird to me. Cause I feel like, I don't know. They're players, players that get along and all that which is always super important. 
Um, Nico Sanchez seems to be like a leader. He seems to talk to his teammates a lot, which is also good, a good sign. But for some reason, they just, um, you know, a lot of goals go through. I think mm-hmm. Nico Sanchez hides a lot of his defects on that exactly, on being like a vocal and then hitting the penalties and sc- scoring the, uh, the headers. That obviously hides a little bit of his defensive, his lack of defense. But if you don't have him in there, then who scores the goals? Because for some reason, we can't score the goals. But that's for another episode. Um, yeah, I guess I guess more togetherness, if that's a mm-hmm. way to put it. Uh, I feel like top defenses around the world, they just they have this sort of connection yeah. that they don't even need to talk. They just know what's up and what they who needs to go where. They, yeah, they know where the other person is uh-huh. supposed to be and they, they you know they'll they'll leave that uh part of the field to them and i think they need to really spend on the uh, just to backtrack a little bit they're gonna have to spend a lot on defense because I, I completely forgot to bring this up but i don't think you can add someone in the winter window and then try to compete in uh conquer cap champions league because that's what's what's one thing we, we forgot to mention that uh Next year, they're going to be competing that, in that again. And I think you kind of need to to have your defense set uh, uh, in the summer and then head into the Apertura and and have that, you know, have them gelling. That way, when the competition starts uh, in early or in the middle of what, or early February or whatever, uh, they can... You know they—they're already good. Like they—they are—they have they, their communications all good. They know what they need to do, and you're not bringing in someone in the winter window and then having them try to jump on a moving train. But uh, Rumpas, yeah. uh, any final thoughts? Uh, just the, on the last part that I added. Uh, but any final thoughts on on the defense? Well, it's—it's uh, it's, um, it's really weird because how do we judge the defense? With El Turco on char- in charge, do we ju- judge that the last month, the December uh, dream that we had, which was pretty much everyone was playing at top level, or do we judge based on the awful tournament that we were having? So it, it's difficult because you have seen them play at their top level, so that's why we are not really convinced or or sold on the idea that this is the actual level that they have. I think that they are uh, undergoing, uh, I don't know, the, the, it seems to be normal after that that uh, um, month, especially December, where you won the, the title and you were on the other side of the world. It, it's really, it was, for me, it, it, it was supposed to happen. You have that downfall, right? But the thing is that, uh, as you said, we we if we are gonna be aspiring to win whatever tournament we are in, we have to have uh, this this uh, this uh, upgrade of players. And uh, it, I just hope that 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 uh, they leave Mohammed and that they don't have to change the. The coach, the coach, not because I like Mohamed, but because I I want that position first to be like really really settled, so he can yeah. decide whatever way he wants to go with 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 his defenders. I I really do believe that 
with the players that we have at the moment, it's not going to be good enough. Yeah. At least, at least for the upcoming uh, year or so. So I would, I would do those changes and hope for the best. Hope that that they bring somebody that that just gets along quickly and understands the idea, and we can be back on track. Uh, Leonard, uh, what what are your final thoughts on the defense? Uh, whether it's going forward or or anything else that you want to add to it. Well, I just hope that that they are going to be more constant, that they have to go to more regularity, especially in decisive games, in important moments. I'm not saying like I want to 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 get a clean sheet every game, but I would like to to stop losing points from some rookie mistakes. Yeah. Um... I mean, we saw the game against Chivas. We saw some uh, defensive mistakes that sh- that that led to goals, and it's been uh, pretty much that's been the the, the story all season. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to add something. I whoever it is that comes here, I just wish that gets the idea that the role that we are looking for is to defend. I'm tired mm-hmm. of these defenders. There are saving their job because they score goals. I yeah. want the defenders <laughs> to be defenders and we're paying you to defend goals for the strikers. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody everybody knows their role. So thank you. That was Yeah. No, that's that's the thing. You're you're paid to defend. You're paid to keep the the ball out of your own net. You're you're paid to help out your goalie. Uh you're help to you know you're paid to help out, especially at the center back position, you're you're paid to help out your your fullbacks to, to be that blanket. Uh, to make sure if if they if they make a mistake that you're there, you're there to to clear it for them, uh, but yeah, I mean we we we've listed some names. We'll see what 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 happens in the summer, but definitely I, uh, I we need at least two uh, coming in just because you want to have that rotation where there's competition as well. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, we we're doing our best to 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 bring some names and, and just try to dissect this uh, this uh, defense. But for for Rompas, for Patrick, Ahmedi, for Leonard, um, next episode will be the midfield. Uh, we'll see uh, if we decide to spend some money there because there's a, the possibility of, of a you know some maybe at one player leaving. We all know who he is, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll chat about that on that episode. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna be covering the midfield in this episode. So, um. Yeah, it's it's just going to be you and I. I know we've had Rompas and uh, throughout this uh, little series that we're doing, just uh, trying to create content during this uh, pandemic and where most of us are stuck inside. But Pat, let's let's get started. Um, where do you want to start on the mid on the midfield? Where over the last calendar year, what have had what have you made of it? Um, at moments, it's probably I, I would like to think that's like. like underrated and 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 like when it comes to when you think about Monterrey I think we have arguably one of the better midfielders or midfield uh but yeah give me your your overall thoughts in the in the last calendar year of the midfield since most of pretty much everybody that's still on the squad has has been you know a part of uh you know the league title and has been starting or at least making an appearance uh frequently 
Yeah, like you said, we probably have one of the best. And even though it's one of the best, best, it's still pretty underrated. Like you said, um, um, let's let's talk about that that last year. And Pizarro obviously is part of that. You can probably count them as a, count him as a midfielder, attacking midfielder. And then you have you know Pizarro, Jonathan Gonzalez when he came in, Charlie Rodriguez, you know, followed by teams in Europe. Uh, Celso Ortiz, which is just an underrated player, but so good. Then you add Craneviter to, to the mix. Um, and then you also have some other players like left midfielder when when uh, Gallardo plays there, right midfielder when Layun is now playing there. I think you can you can really talk about one of the best uh, midfields in Mexico for sure. Mm -hmm. And then you can argue for other countries as well. Uh, and at the same time, it's underrated. Uh, so it's sorry about that, but yeah, sorry. Um, so it's pretty. It's, it's I think it's one of our best, uh, if not our best line for sure. Uh, obviously, there needs. Well, I forgot to mention Maxi Mesa, another mm -hmm. uh, problem yeah. you, you can count as a midfielder. And then, and then they're obviously going to look for to replace a guy like Pizarro. So I think we're pretty much in our best line uh obviously also the age is also a cool little factor that we have at the midfield yeah are, yeah you know it's like we talk about defense they're almost all of them old and in this case well not really i mean uh this is the oldest of everybody he's 31 and now that you have Kranevita, he is going to be 27 yeah. next month uh in well, may it's a good age. It's yeah a good age, yeah so. you still you're, you're you're in the middle of your prime yeah. uh gonzalez is 20 uh Charlie is uh 23 Maximessa just turned 27 uh in December uh you have Ponchito Gonzalez who's 25 and I think I'm gonna leave Gallardo with the forwards for next episode and uh, obviously you have a lion who's who, who sometimes plays in the midfield at, at 31 so you know not 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 a not a an old group good you know you get a mix of of young players, guys in their prime, and then, you know, players that are just uh, starting to, you know, exit out of their prime years. But let, let's uh, break down some of these players, uh, you know, uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, uh, where do they stand going forward? And uh, I guess it, it would be good to start with um, uh, Eric Cantu, who was playing in the uh, inaugural Liga MX E games uh, today against uh, Nagaxa, who they or who he you know defeated uh, four to two. I'm not sure who was the Nagaxa player uh, that he was uh, playing Carlos against. Gonzalez. Oh, okay, there you go. <clears throat> but yeah, Cantu plays as a defensive midfielder. So you know, 21 years old. Obviously, he's uh, you know tw at 21, you're you're starting to figure out where you stand with the club, but. What have you made of him? I know he hasn't played that much, but what do you think his future is? Um, yeah, like you said, it's hard when, you know, some players don't play that much. But, um, you know, he's a people a player from the house, and that's always something I enjoy, something I absolutely love, like Charlie, like Jonathan Gonzalez, like Monte. And if I'm not mistaken, he... Um... Is, does he qualify? I think he qualifies, right, for the, for the minutes? Um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and he's promising. He's still promising. He's part of the, you know, a cool little group of of young Mexicans that Monterrey has. Um, and he seems like a guy that's really into what he does in the sense of he's not getting into distractions and all that, and he just wants to work and very professional. You even saw him today while I was watching the the game, the uh, the FIFA game. Uh, 
he was like not talkative at all. He was just focused on winning that game, and he did it. He even put himself in the in the game, and he was trying to score with him. So uh, yeah, I'm, I I got him in my eye. Uh, it's hard to play in Monterrey when you're a young guy because of all the talent that's there. But like like we've seen with Jonathan Gonzalez, with Charlie, with Cesar Montes, with all these young players that end up breaking through, they're always top notch talent. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, would you loan him out, or would you hold him on? Because, like I said, I think he still qualifies for uh, the minutes rule that you have to give to to young Mexican players. But would you loan him out to see what he can do with more responsibility, or, or should Monterrey hold on to him? I, I, I I'm trying to look at his contract. Uh, it says, yeah, he's under contract until 2023. Uh, so you know the, over the next three years, uh, what, what would you, what would you like to see the club or management do with him going forward? I mean, twenty one is still like not the youngest guy ever, you know, uh, but uh, still a good a good age to to still learn. Obviously, a loan out for six months in a team where he can get minutes is always going to be positive, just because minutes always matter in these cases. And Eric Cantu is probably because he even struggles sometimes to even see the bench just because of all the talent that that there's there. But I would loan him out. I would. I would. I'm I'm a huge believer in those in those loans. I think getting players minutes just boosts their confidence up, especially if they're playing well. And uh, and yeah, I, I would. I would. I would love to see some more of these young players from Monterey uh, making the leap for a while somewhere else where they can be important and they can grow personally and professionally. I mean, Charlie Rodriguez did it while going to Spain. Even if it's a lower division, even if it's a lower team, it's always important to get minutes to be to be active. Because not only does it impact your footballing ability, but I feel like it also impacts your leadership attributes that you can find. I feel like Charlie, while well, he was there, while well, you're getting minutes, you develop some, some sort of attitude and personality in the field that... Yeah, when you come back and when you're an important part of a team, you already have that while still being young. So that's pretty cool. And um, it's always important to see these young guys um, get minutes, get minutes. Mm -hmm. That's obviously one of the biggest things. And by the way, it wasn't Carlos Gonzalez. I, I, it's Carlos Guzman. Okay. I, I missed it. That's the guy from Mecaxa he played. Okay. Um, let's, let's get this one out of the way because I don't think he has a future going forward with the club. And that's... um. Ponchito Gonzalez, uh, 25 already. He's going to be 26 in December. Uh, I got to look up his contract. He is under contract. Oh, he ex his contract expires. Oh, it says it expires in in whenever the season is concluded. It's supposed to expire in June, um, just this you know June 30th. So, uh, what do you make of him? What do you, or what have you made of his time here? Uh, I don't like. I said I don't think he's going to be around. He's probably going to go to a lower level club or perhaps MLS. But I, I think I see a team like maybe Nakaxa or or, yeah. or a club like that taking a flyer on him and giving him an opportunity. Just uh, just uh, it just hasn't worked out. He they've been giving him. It's not like he hasn't been given an opportunity. It's like they get. It's like Turco gives him. 20 minutes or so or 25 30 minutes sometimes to try to do something because i know he played in the in the second leg against america in the in the final and it's just uh yeah he's just non-existent yeah. it's uh, it's i think it's time to move on for for him for for the club uh he just 
does he just doesn't have what it takes to play for you know a club like Monterrey where uh, pretty much you know you're under pressure and you're under you know you're under the gun and it just it just hasn't worked out but what do you make of his time here uh yeah like you said it's he's been super unfortunate with uh injuries time time in the pitch is hard when you're being injured plus all the talent that's there it's hard to find that place he's just been unlucky uh he seems like he's never complained about that which i find it kind of strange strange mm -hmm. but still you know it's good um and i was actually reading today that um he was he's also part of uh, he's in the in chivas radar to sign him um I think he needs to leave for his own good. I think it doesn't yeah. affect at all for Rayal that he stays because he's a good rotation player, Mexican, young still, he's 25. I, I don't mind keeping him. But, uh, yeah, he's just never going to be what we expected when we signed him. Yeah. I, um, like you said, injuries and just not being effective when he, when he gets the opportunity to be out there. Uh, so, like I said, it's more than likely he'll leave um, – whenever the summer transfer window comes up. So I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on someone that's not going to be here when the apertura starts. So moving along, I guess we'll keep this uh, theme of Mexican midfielders. Let's start off with uh, Jonathan Gonzalez, who, you know, when he first, you know, came on the scene, he kind of, you know, he was part of that. He was playing frequently. He was playing uh, a lot of minutes and then, Charlie took over his position about a year ago. Uh, what what do you think is going to happen to him? I know there's some people who don't follow the club closely and are more, I guess, uh, Mexican national team supporters first. Like they put a uh, national team over club first, and they're at and they're saying why isn't you know Jonathan Gonzalez playing more? And I guess uh, you know, for somebody who doesn't follow the club uh, that closely, I think it's just you know he lost his job. <laughs> he just Charlie, there's a reason Charlie Rodriguez might go to to Europe this summer. Uh, but what do you make of Gonzalez? And uh, I think he still has a future here, especially if um, like there's an exodus of uh, midfielders, like like we mentioned with Ponchito and possibly uh, Charlie when we talk about him uh, a little bit later. But what do you think the the future holds for Jonathan? Yeah, he's an interesting one. Uh, he had a great semester when he kind of erupted into the scene. Um, he seemed like he was going to get more minutes. And I think he lost it by himself. I think uh, I'm not sure what happened, but I'm sure, you know, when you're young and you start playing and you get heard the main topic. I remember there was a while that he was a main topic in every show because what is he going to do? Mexican national team, U.S. soccer. What is he going to do? And he, you know, decided for Mexico. He was just the main guy. And mm -hmm. he was in starting in the one of the best teams in Mexico when Rayados, while they were being unstoppable. So uh, it's 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 normal maybe for a young guy that to lose it a little bit and get relaxed. And, um, and I think this whole slump kind of did well for him in a sense that he can see that it's not all about him, that he can or he needs to keep working. And um, he's still obviously got a future. I'm sure he wants to stay in Rayados or even go... Because uh, I, I think he wants to stay in Rayados. And, and if he wants to go, he'll he'll only leave for like a bigger opportunity. And that's mm -hmm. probably in Europe. And I, I, I just... I see him. I see a future. I just hope it... Uh, 
he's used it too in a sense uh, he needs to keep working hard yeah he's a lot of competition i'm sure he sees that and, and i'm sure he's thinking about that yeah because imagine having those two cranevite and self-sortism yeah of you, you think of shit what i'm gonna what am i gonna play but it's a tough one but uh yeah he's definitely got it you gotta like uh, i mean i think we talked with fernando fiore and cranevite when he was like 21 22 or so or took over the defensive midfield position uh at river so it's like just because you're 20 he's 20 he's gonna turn 21 in three days uh his birthday is april 13th so it'll be 21 by the time the apertura starts well you know you 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 gotta i don't think he's gonna take over it it, it depends on what they want to do with the midfield if they want to have two defensive mids um if they want to have a double cinco or or whatever you want to call it uh but he shouldn't be looking at as oh well i have these two guys in front of me i i what am i going to do no you got to be able to uh out you got to be able to, you know, hop over them in the depth chart. It's not possible. We've seen it in different clubs that the, the, the young player is able to dethrone the, not the legendary player or whatever, but someone that's been there for, for quite some time. So it's, I think it's all just going to be on his shoulders. I don't think he's leaving anywhere. I don't think they're going to load him out, especially because he's just going to be 21. So uh, he counts towards the, you know, the, the minutes required for young Mexican players and, and with the rule, you know, coming into effect with uh, you needing more Mexicans on the squad, it, it would be, you know, it would be a smart one to just let him go. But do you think he can take over? Put the depending if we play, you know, two mid defensive mids. Uh, do you think he can take over that position from either Celso or Cranavita? I think he can. I think he can. Um... Especially Celso with a uh, bigger age and not getting any younger, there's going to be a lot of rotation. I think he can start getting those minutes where he can still be comfortable with his spot on the squad. And I think he'll find that. Uh, especially with Pizarro leaving, you kind of have to adjust. Maybe there's a spot for him to be a, a regular rotation player instead of just a sporadic rotation player. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, obviously, I do think so. And I'm sure if he works hard, he'll take it, especially being Mexican, still young. That always is a little bit of more of a, you know, uh, just an extra incentive mm-hmm. in, uh, for all cases. Um, so, yeah, I do I do think so. Yeah. Uh, his contract, he's under contract until na- uh, 2022. So he's locked down for two more years. Uh, so he'll he'll be here for a while unless you know some weird reason they want to loan him out. But let's move on to the other Mexican midfielder and the more promising one, uh, and that is Carlos Charlie Rodriguez, who uh, I know I've seen a lot of uh, journalists, reporters, or or just anyone in general saying that you know he's not long for Monterrey and eventually he's gonna move to Europe. He's he just turned 23 earlier this year, so and the sky's the limit. I mean, we saw it at the Club World Cup where Xavi had a high praise for him. So do you think by the time um, this all pandemic or this summer window opens up that, you know, he's going to Europe? It's a tough one. Uh, and he and I think he's been struggling, right, this, this, this semester. He's going to end up going. One way or another, Spain knows him. All of Mexico now knows him. 
this continent as a whole knows him, and he's that talent that uh, has been considered. Even he even got visits from from some top clubs from Europe. So yeah, I think he's gonna end up going one point in another. He's a guy that I think can handle it, especially what, what we saw against Liverpool. I mean, he was amazing against Liverpool. It's just not any club, you know. Um, so he's one hundred percent leaving. I just don't know if it's going to be the summer, especially if this thing this hurts a, a lot of people. Um, or it might help. Uh, some clubs might not be willing to spend a bunch of money, and but they'll spend a little bit less. It may be a lesser player, in this case, Carlos Rodriguez. I mean, maybe it can work. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, if we see him in Europe soon. I just don't know if it's this summer, but it's soon for sure, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, for me, just just wanting to see him succeed. If he doesn't move this summer or whatever that window opens, I think I would like to see him move next summer rather than, than than um than have him leave during the winter. Just because you're you're asking to jump, you know, you're asking someone to adapt quickly to to a new team. Like the team's already been playing for 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 some time. I, I don't know if that that would be the best move. For him, or or just as someone as as that supports him or likes him. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you in that. Um, like for example, Manchester United uh, is probably they were saying today Paul Pogba is going to leave Manchester United. Okay, you got to replace him, but let's think in this sense. I mean, Manchester United is not that case, but um, you know they got money. But imagine a team losing an important midfielder and they try to look somewhere else in the market. Everybody's a little bit expensive, especially with clubs trying to make money uh, by selling players with what they lost during this all these months. And then people like Charlie Rodriguez that fly under the radar end up being in the radar just because they're a little bit, uh, probably not the same talent, still got a ways to go, but definitely cheaper. So I think it's maybe good for, for Charlie in that sense. What, just to wrap up, this um, topic of him, what club or what league do you think suits him the best? I mean, from what he's he knows, Spain obviously it's it's one easy example or way to go, and obviously a lower league or a lower team in the in the first division. There, it can definitely I can definitely see them see them see him there and and being a starter for any team. Uh, maybe Leganes with Javier Aguirre, Mexican can you know. Sign him up. Um, I would like to see him in England, though. I would love to see him in England. He's been obviously linked to Manchester United. I don't know if there's another club that's been linked to him, but after I saw what I saw against Liverpool, I was just like, man, I want to see this every weekend. You know, I want to see him just battle it out against Tottenham, Chelsea. Imagine that. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also there's France, which we both are lovers of that league. And it's a league where he can absolutely boss it in a sense that he can just play without all the attention and just focus on 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 playing. And it's a league that produces some great talents. And um, that'll be cool to see him there too as well. Uh, I would like to see him play probably in the Netherlands just because uh, I, I think he needs that uh, that. I think he needs a club where they're able to like produce young talent for like a year or two, and then he can probably earn that big move. 
Um, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, we've seen it with PSV where uh, Chucky Lozano can, you know, go to Napoli, obviously, even though it hasn't kind of worked out in Napoli. But then you have the other one like Eric Gutierrez, who uh, is more of a sporadic starter there. So, you know, it's it all depends on the player, how how they, you know, play when, when they're given the opportunity. There's also uh, Portugal, uh, another league where you can get your feet wet in, in Europe. And then uh, if you play with like a top club, uh, they're like Sporting, uh, Benfica or Porto. Uh, obviously, Corona has played well with uh, Porto. So you'll, you'll have that connection there. But we'll see. Um, I, like I said, I, I want to see him go... I don't think for me, I disagree with, I don't think he should go to like a lower level club at a big league or at a big, you know, top league. I think get your feet wet. If you're, if you're one of those, if you're playing with Ajax, PSV, um, Sporting, uh, Benfica or Porto, you're obviously going to be playing in Europe too, whether it be Europa League or, or Champions League and you get that type of exposure, that type of experience. And we'll see how that, you know, that helps them. Um, but let's move on to Maxi Mesa. Um, things well. If Gonzalez leaves, he'll he'll be the only uh, attacking mid. Um, what do you make of him? He's been there are moments where he he looks like the Maximista that that you know that they paid for, and then there's times where you barely notice that he's on the pitch. Um, with now Pizarro gone, he'll assume that you know attacking mid creative role. Uh, do you think just that ha, him that having that job and knowing that he's supposed to be that link between the strikers and the midfield, do you think finally he'll be able to, you know, I guess, be that guy that they paid for? Man, hopefully. Uh, like you said, he's very inconsistent. And he was starting to get better. You know, we see we, we started seeing be- a better Maxi Mesa. I don't know if he can get to a level where Pizarro is at or where he or not at, but where I think Pizarro what he he got into a moment where he was super good. And I don't see Maxi Mesa being that leader or that like one of the top three, four players of the team. Uh, He should, but I just don't like he hasn't shown it at least just yet. Um, I mean, hopefully I don't see it. Um, but he needs to be that at the same time. It's a complicated one, but that's where I'm at. I just don't see it happening. Really, there's times where like he's invisible and you don't, you barely recognize him that he's on the pitch. And then there's times where like when he that, that second leg against America, where I mean he was noticeable. He was if he wasn't creating ch- or you know creating an opportunity, he was you know. He was playing defensive soccer where he was just trying to grab the ball back and, and you know go the other way. So if we can get that version most of the time, I'll be happy. But we'll, we'll, that, that's up to him. We'll we'll see if he if he um, if he finds that you know consistency. Do you think they need to bring in another attacking mid just for competition? Because like I said, there's no Pizarro anymore and. More than likely, Ponchito's leaving. Uh, so, what do you think they should do at that, you know, position of the midfield? Yeah, I do think so. I do think they need that uh, another guy uh, replace Pizarro to replace Pizarro, and maybe not that like big caliber, kind of like what Pizarro was. 
and like what they tried with Maxi, maybe a smaller caliber player. Uh, like Panchito was back in the day, like a Marcel Ruiz, who is another uh, player that's been sound, sounding a lot, or not sounding a lot, but a lot of fans want him. Uh, who's still promising, who's still got a way to go, but he's already like a good talent. And maybe I would go with something like that, uh, unless they can bring in something huge, you know. But um, I think for now, or for what the circumstances are, a guy like uh, Marcel Ruiz or, or a guy that's younger, but still promising, but I mean, promising but still a good talent already that would be mm -hmm. a perfect but yeah I do, I do think they need that position uh yeah so we'll, we'll see if um maxi massa who is under contract until 2023 uh finds that consistency so here's here he's here for another three years uh let's move along down the depth chart uh Let's go with the other Argentine on the, on, in the midfield, uh, Matias Caranavitar, who came in in the January window. Uh, well, turned 27, like I said, in May. Uh, he started off kind of rusty. I mean, he got injured. He got a red card uh, in his first couple of appearances. But uh, as he made, you know, as he made consistent or, or more, made frequent appearances, it looked like he was rounding out his game and getting adjusted to the Mexican League. What have you made of his uh, form, uh, his style of play, and what do you what do you what do you think is going to happen with him going forward? I like him, and I think he can become uh, important again here with Monterrey. Um, what what Turco's going to need to, or what Turco's going to struggle with, is uh, formation stuff like that. I, I I think Turco, I know we talked about a little bit about that, but I think uh, he's going to go back to that five in the back, which includes two winger or two wing backs. And that, that I think that uh, formation can, can work with two central defensive midfielders in Celso and Craneviter. Uh, I think that can work. And I, and it's a formation I would like to see. I think, I don't want to bench Celso. I don't want to bench Cranevita. I want them both to play. Um, but Turco has it hard, really. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I think Cranevita uh, can and definitely will, I think, also be that important guy in, in Monterey's midfield. Um, I think he's going to eventually take over like being the main person in that you know, defensive midfield position, whether they play one or two, um, not to get too, too ahead, but Celso has, uh, apparently it says Celso's contract expires this year. Um, so I don't know. I, I got to double check on that, but it says it expires in June of, uh, uh, of this, of this year. So I don't know. I didn't even, that, that caught up, caught up on me, but, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, you got you kind of kind of get get ahead of these uh, transitions where the player is you know obviously at, not to say Celso is declining, but you gotta as a club or as management you got to be able to beat the player to the to the, the, the decline. You got to have someone ready to go by the time the player reaches that declining age, whether it be 30, 31, 32, 33, etc. Uh, because I mean, we talked about it with the center backs. Uh, they didn't beat. They didn't beat the players declining or or reaching that age where, yeah, their 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 form is gonna you know suffer. It's in a decline. But uh, I guess might as well transition to Celso. Uh, 
what do you think is going to happen with him going forward? So, so he's, I think he's going to end up retiring here in Monterey. I think he'll be, uh, you know, considered one of the uh, important players in a golden age. For Rayados, I think he'll stay for a few years and, and end up retiring here unless he has other plans. But I see him as that. I see him leaving this club in a few years. Just uh, like the good player he was, like the maybe not legend, but, you know, like uh, that important player. I think he'll stay. I think he'll keep fighting. He's still got a ways to go. I think he, I think his age hasn't really caught up just yet. He's still got something to give to the squad, and I think he'll he'll stay for a while still. Um, so obviously, there's gonna have to be at least one, maybe two additions to the midfield. Uh, right now, they're they don't have that many box to box midfielders or attacking midfielders uh, with the pending departures or those or already the departure of one. What position in that midfield do you want them to bring in someone of quality? Um, like I said, maybe that central attacking mid role. You know, there's definitely quality that needs to bring be brought in because Pizarro leaving. Maybe not that big name, but uh, I think that that one's the one with the most need because what Charlie covers, what Jonathan Gonzalez covers, what um, Celso and Granavita cover, I think was like we said, we probably got the best line in in Mexico and still underrated. So maybe that central attacking position. Yeah, it says uh, when I'm looking at the. At the positions, Charlie uh, is the only like box-to-box midfielder. Um, if he leaves, uh, then they don't have any other box to, or you know, someone that's versatile that can play. I you know either as a defensive mid like he can, or box-to-box midfield midfielder, or sometimes as an attacking mid, you kind of lose that versatility if if he departs, and you kind of you're just left with a lot of defensive midfielders and then like with one attacking mid. So uh, they're going to have to, you know, that obviously it's not the most pressing need, but eventually they're going to have to look at their midfield and say, okay, we got to, we got to add some more versatility where a player can play box to box role or play uh, in the, as an attacking mid to provide some type of competition for Mesa. Because if not, then again, some players might get complacent, but still you kind of, they got to start addressing some of these needs. I know the defense is priority number one, but number two is uh, starting to get some some midfielders that can play uh, in various roles that that uh, Turco or whoever the manager uh, demands of them. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else that you want to add uh, before we wrap this up uh, on the midfield? Uh, not really. I think. Um... Just the best line. You just uh, Turco has has to find the best way to play them. Really, um, would you go box to, like two double singles, or would you go like one defensive mid and two box to box, or would you go um, like uh, yeah two? Uh, I guess I, I should go back two double singles and one like attacking mid, or or like I said, would you go one defensive mid and two box to box? What what ideal formation or how many mid or what? I guess roles in the midfield would you want Turco or yeah Turco or would you want to see 
I mean, maybe, maybe thinking just uh, right now, my favorite one will be with the two double cincos in Celso and Craneviter. Obviously, sometimes one roaming a little more than the other one. And then with Charlie right in front of them, not as an attacking mid, but, but like just like a central midfielder where he can just run everywhere. I think also Charlie has a good, uh, good, um, he's, he's a good box to box midfielder in a way that he knows how to tag and all that. And, um, I think that's my favorite one as of right now, uh, with no, with no, you know, without signing anybody and anything with what we have, I would love to see that, um, as often as possible. Uh, I guess just to to put a ball on this, uh, as far as additions, uh, would you like to see either a maybe one? I guess if you can only choose one midfielder, depending on how much they want to spend on the defense. But one midfielder, you don't have to give me a name. More so, give me a nationality. Would you like to? to would you like for them to go for a Mexican midfielder? Or for them to go uh, outside of Mexico or ac- outside of the Mexican nationality. Um, Marcel Ruiz is a nice option. Marcel Ruiz is a nice option. Uh, Sebastián Cordova is also a nice option. Mexican from America. If if I'm thinking of me- young Mexicans that can still contribute here, those are two that I like. Uh, Fernando Beltran from Chivas is also a good one. So yeah, I'm thinking more Mexicans in this sense, like yeah. uh, like like what Punchito was when they signed them. I think that's what mm. I like. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I, for me, it all depends on what they decide to do with that defense. If they decide to go with more more foreigners, then yeah, you got to yeah. look at the midfield as you got to look for a, uh, a Mexican that can play. I know Rompas had a issue with Marcel Ruiz, who uh, maybe I guess. He, he, what he said, uh, you know, you, he's playing for Querétaro. Uh, it, like we've said with Hugo Gonzalez, it's one thing to play for Querétaro where there's not a lot of pressure. And, and we kind of seen it too with Aquiloba to, just to connect uh, the club, both clubs. And then when you play for Monterrey, it's just another, I, you know, it's a different situation. You ask, you're, you're, people are demanding stuff from you from the, the time you, you know, you, you put on the jersey and you set foot on the pitch. Uh, so we'll see with him. Uh, if, I, pretty, I, I would be comfortable getting whether it's me- young Mexican players. Yeah, I guess yeah, young Mexican players from like play- places like Chivas and America, just because uh, those fan bases demand the same thing. So you know the, pe- the player can, or if he's you know if he's played well for those clubs, you know he can play well for Monterrey. So uh, we'll see what um, uh, we'll see what uh, I guess uh, direction they want to go with this, but. There does need to be at least one addition to the midfield, just because, especially if Charlie leaves, then you got to replace him. You still got to replace Pizarro, and then if Ponchito leaves, uh, you got to have someone, whoever, whether it be from the Fuerzas Básicas or or what have you, uh, replace him because you kind of need midfielders that can play in different roles or can adapt to different roles. So we'll see what what they do here, but there there needs to be at least one addition. over the summer uh pat um next episode we'll be talking forwards uh small group but still there's plenty to chat about so uh for for patrick i'm eddie we'll talk to you guys later